Welcome back to Footsteps, the Fort Lauderdale National Historic Site podcast. Uh, here we are on our bonus episode, episode seven of season one. Uh, this season, we took a look at Fort Lauderdale's past, present, and future. And today, we sort of take a look at uh, different perspectives of some volunteers and visitors at our annual Labor Day event uh, here in 2023 is the year. It is very hot. Uh, it was about 100 degrees this weekend, uh, but we still uh, got some good perspectives from from a wide range of people. I'm your host, Ranger Ben. Uh, co-hosting with me again is our intern, Carter. Carter co-hosted with me on the first episode of this season. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to that, definitely take a look at that. Uh, but welcome back, Carter. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. As we got some interesting perspectives from diff- different people, one of my favorite things was just the passion that, that people seem to have about Fort Larned and hearing from the visitors almost the surprise that they have of, of what we have here. Oh, yeah. I think it's really good what we got in this episode. You know, we got to interview a variety of people. We got a younger volunteer, a volunteer that's not originally from the area. We got a volunteer's mom. Well, we also were able to get a couple of visitors, and then everybody gave us a unique perspective that was really insightful. Hearing these different perspectives uh, almost makes you stop taking what you have for granted in a way. Oh yeah. And while I don't ever try to take this place for granted, I think it it just naturally happens sometimes. And uh, hearing some outside perspectives is is always fun to to hear what other people think about this place. Oh yeah. We'll never get to experience our first time at Fort Lauderdale again. So it's good to get a new perspective on it. So I hope you enjoy these various perspectives and I hope you enjoy the episode. Have fun. All right, here we have Asher from Kansas. He's uh, been doing some reenacting out here the last uh, couple of years, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been, I started reenacting last year. He's been playing the drum for when we march around and things like that. And yeah. Sounding better and better. This season, we're focusing on Fort Lauderdale's past, present, and future uh, and taking a look at, at what that looks like. Uh, and so as someone who reenacts the past, and sees these buildings as they appeared in the past, but you're here in the present, and maybe you see a little bit of the future. What's your perspective, uh, and sort of what keeps you coming back to to do this kind of thing? I don't know. It's just really cool because I get to see like the new people and meet new faces, and I just I don't know. I think it's really cool just to almost be like in the footsteps of like what a soldier would have been doing and acting like, wearing attire, and just all the stuff that would have happened back then is just really cool, and you're kind of living it. Even when it's 100 degrees outside. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Honestly, though, I kind of like it. I feel better in the, the sack coat and the, and the shirt, yeah. I feel more comfortable wearing this than I do wearing just a T-shirt out in the 100-degree weather. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's one of the more common questions we get, too, especially when it's hot out, is, is are you hot? And I think when it's 100 degrees, everybody's miserable no matter what you're wearing. Oh, yeah. But you really get a new perspective for what these guys went through 150 years ago. I mean, I can't imagine being out on guard squad for two hours in the beating sun. Oh, yeah, that would suck. (laughs) I feel like that also gives you a greater appreciation for what you have now. I mean, I stand outside for an hour and a half, and I have pink stains all over my shirt because of my handkerchief. Uh I'm like, man, I just can't wait to get back in the AC. And then I'm in there, and it's just a whole new world. And then these guys, this is what they had. It's crazy to me. What initially got you started in it? Because obviously there's got to be that little kick to, to sort of start well, doing yeah, this thing. Um, my, I, was, I started out like loving the Civil War when I was really young. I watched like Westerns and stuff 
with like my dad. And I don't know, I just kind of like liked the Civil War. I just thought it was a cool thing. And I actually went to Cowtown and um, there was like originally like these people and they kind of like gave me like this, they put, on, they put a sack coat on me. It was really big on me though. I was like drowning in it. They messaged like my mother and was like, like they swapped like Facebook or something. And was like, yo, you can sign up or whatever to join the, their company, their group. That never happened. Like they like, <laughs> my mom messaged them and there was just no response. But that happened. And then like a few years later, we met um, this one really cool guy like named Robert. Mm-hmm. And um, Robert's a really cool guy. He was like like open arms. Like We met him at Cowtown one time. Mm-hmm. Then a couple years later, we came back. Civil War Day, and then he just sort of, like, I was able to sit with the soldiers. I ate hardtack with them. Eventually, like, they, my mom already had, like, his Facebook or whatever. He offered, like, hey, you want to come down to Fort Larned? My mom was like, oh, cool, and he mentioned it previously, like, oh, yeah, they have, like, all the uniforms there. I don't have to worry about bringing your own things. That was cool because I'm growing rapidly, and <laughs> I'm not going to spend, like, I don't know, like $400 on a, like a sack coat and maybe like a pair of pants and shoes. I'm just going to outgrow it in a couple months. It had been a while since I had seen you. Uh, so when you came Memorial Day weekend, you had just shot up. and. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I don't, I don't think much of what you fit you last year fit you this year. So Yeah, uh, it doesn't really, like, like the shoes hardly even fit me anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, like next time I come here, I'm not going to be wearing these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's another awesome thing about this this site is we do have a lot of reproduction uniforms and things like that that our volunteers can use, volunteers and, and reenactors can use. So really it just takes the gas money to get here. Uh, yeah. And you, you get to dive into the hobby and, and explore it and see if it's right for you before really trying it out for yourself full time. Yeah, I think it's an amazing hobby. You just really need like relations, if that makes any sense. Like you need to like know other people. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need to start it out. Like going to events is like the main way to like start it out meet some people then they'll have you meet other people yeah yeah i think we've gotten lucky out here we've gotten cool people like robert and then logan steve when they brought 11th wc out back in april we've had the chance to bring really cool people out because this is such a unique opportunity to do something you don't get this a whole lot and we're like oh stay in the original buildings don't sleep on the grass experience a little bit of comfort with your life yeah, get Man. the full experience of uh, garrison life and all that. So, Asher. Yeah? I started coming out here at kind of a younger age. You're one of the youngest we have out here. What yeah. age did you start coming out here at? 14 now, so probably 13. Yeah, you were pretty young. I started, I was 16, I believe. Mm-hmm. And what keeps bringing you back out here? I don't know, just to see you guys again and just to dress up. It's really cool. And just meet new people. I don't know. I just like meeting new people experiencing like the same kind of hobby as them and just like talking about it cracking jokes every now and then mm-hmm. just messing around having fun and it's just kind of like a, a break from modern times in a way not to worry about all the stuff that's happening like and then it's just kind of like your own little space if that makes any sense yeah disconnect from technology and, yeah. and things like yeah. that it's like a family yeah that's what i like to think about. like i might check my phone every once in a while but i'm not like on at 24-7 watching YouTube. Any last things you want to add to this? or I don't know. Um, I think it's pretty cool. There's a podcast now. I think it's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Hopefully this will be airing uh, March of 2024. Uh, and as we're recording this, it is Labor Day 2023, and it is 
hot outside. Oh, so yeah. I am I'm looking forward to the cooler temperatures of March, though I know when we get to March, I'm going to complain about the cold temperatures in March. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and our first episode actually came out yesterday. Yes. September 2nd. I'm sure you guys have already listened to it, but listen to it again. It was a fantastic episode. It was an amazing episode. I honestly found things out in that episode that I didn't even know about. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know the difference between whitewash and white paint. I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah, and then uh, I remember there's one part where you're like, I didn't know the, the pillars yeah, on the pillars. Row are just real casually like, oh, yeah, some of those pillars are original. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Asher, for coming on and, and giving your perspective. And yeah. Look forward to seeing you back out here again. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Now here we have Brad from Kansas. How's it going today? It's go- going good, thank you. If I'm not mistaken, you've been reenacting for quite some time, but this is your first time out here doing stuff at the fort, right? Yes, it is. Uh, how long have you been reenacting? Uh, I got started in American Civil War reenacting in 1994 at 13 years old. So a few years. <laughs> quite a few years and ventured into other eras and it's been quite an expensive adventure. And from talking with you and, and seeing your posts on Facebook and things like that, I see you've been many places around the country, many historic sites. What sort of motivates you to, to do that kind of thing? Well, I've always had a, a passion for history and especially American history because it's right here in our backyard. And yes, the National Park Service, they have sites that cover natural sites like Yellowstone and Zion National Park, which are beautiful, but they also cover and protect the, the, the human footprint that our ancestors have left us, which these sites tell a story of, of, of our past. As you go through the different historic sites, you sort of start to connect pieces of history, and it's sort of once you pull on one piece of yarn, the whole thing comes unraveled, and mm-hmm. you follow this one story, and it follows to this other one and this other one after it. And you uh, haven't lived in Kansas your whole life? No. No, I transplanted to Kansas uh, winter of 2020. Was that a culture shock for you at all? Uh, I mean, I came out here looking to explore um, history a little bit further. Um, like I said, I've been to every American Civil War battlefield you could think of on the East, East Coast, so I kind of came out here to take the time and study uh, post-Civil War the American expansion era and uh, the Plains conflict of the 1860s, 1870s. Now, through that lens of looking at the different historic sites back east and out west, what are your thoughts on Fort Larned? Fort Larned is a magnificent place. Uh, It is what we would perceive to be an actual military post of the 1850s to up to the 1870s and so on. As you watch many older TV shows or movies, you always see the fort as a, a spiked wood surrounding a, a building, which is not true unless it's Fort Necessity in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, this actually it, it's a piece of American history from basically from the 18th century to the 20th century. It fits right in the middle there, that 19th century time period of American expansion west. So you have the Santa Fe Trail here, which the fort was built to protect. So you have this fort uh, almost in pristine condition. The buildings, uh, the restoration here is great. I mean, there's a lot of forts in Kansas that are unfortunately no, don't even exist anymore. They were all uh, dismantled after the military left their post in the 1880s. Yeah, we're certainly very fortunate to have what we do, and we owe a, a great deal to that to the, those that that had it as a ranch and inadvertently preserved what was here. Mm-hmm. So 
What made you come back to reenacting? Well, I've always basically done it. It just uh, went from one time period and focused on another time period. Um, and since I'm out this way, I'm kind of searching for any time period mm-hmm. to kind of get back involved with. It's uh, very few and far between here. What got you into it in the, into the first place? Always had a passion for American history. For some some reason, as a child, I got into it. And when I grew up, I lived a half hour from Valley Forge National Park, which is a fascinating place, which also tells a great story, just like Fort Larner does. And uh, I lived about 90 miles from Gettysburg National Battlefield. So it's just fascinating to go there and just... As a kid, look at all these cannons and monuments, but then as you progress in your age and you can just study every individual monument that's dedicated on that battlefield. I think for me too, growing up uh, not too far away from Saratoga, that was a big part of my interest in history is I was able to touch it. And that's especially in your younger years when names and dates and all that are kind of broad things to wrap your mind around, but to have a place that you can go to and, and read these monuments and picture where these people were, I think it, it creates that connection. And definitely with the, with the preservation efforts that the, a lot of the trust organizations and the National Park Service have done is you can actually almost, just for example, like Fort Larned here, if you look right, you look like you are in the 1860s. I mean, it is that well-preserved and, and beyond, it looks, the, the prairie's still there. For the most part, I mean, yeah. you get that, you just put yourself in somebody's shoes in 1868 and say, this is what this place looked like. It's just like but the preservation at Shiloh National Battlefield or Gettysburg. You can almost traverse that, that landscape and just try to figure out the, the who's and what's and where and why. Put yourself there 160 years later. It's, a, it's amazing. And that's one thing I'll probably always be jealous about, or at least a little bit. So growing up here... I knew that we had a fort. I didn't really know much about it until I really had the drive come in. Like, you guys were able to grow up kind of around a lot of American history. So you have the Revolutionary War, you have the 13 colonies, you have everything. And hopefully someday I can go over there and try to experience some of that. But but you, you do have a lot here. Oh, yeah. You got the... the the but, uh, Butterfield Wagon Trail, you got the Santa Fe Trail, you got uh, every, you just got all kinds of stuff, and there's, it's there, it's just, unfortunately, it's not well promoted or preserved. Yeah, and I'll never not be grateful for where I've grown up and what I've grown up with, but I would definitely like to get a good twist on what you guys got to experience through growing up around so much of that big stuff, as I'm sure, like with you wanting to study out here, growing up around here helps with that a lot and just think of you're right smack in the middle of the country so you're mm-hmm. just a couple hours drive away from everything I, oh, yeah. I, I've done it this last year I've been to Vicksburg and Shiloh all within a matter of two months <laughs> oh, so, so uh, <laughs> you're right in the middle it's just the drive away and if you have a weekend and park the car get out take it on foot and, and interpret every everything you can every detail and that goes really for anyone in the country mm-hmm. I mean you're not too far away from historic sites no matter where you are so uh, definitely taking a look at, at what those places have to offer, whether they're National Park Service sites or, or other. But yeah, we're fortunate to have what we do, and uh, I'm glad we're able to bring in folks like you to help interpret the story here. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for uh, coming here, and thanks for showing your perspective, and, and we hope to see you back here more and more. Well, thank you very much. Look forward to it. All right, here we have Hannah from Kansas. I think all our guests today here are from Kansas, but uh, here we have so a far. unique perspective of 
someone who has not only been to the fort, but also involved in uh, behind the scenes a little bit. So how's it going today? It's going good. It's hot. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this episode is set to air, I believe, in March. So uh, I know I'm, I'm looking forward to the cooler weather, but I know once we get to March, I'm going to be complaining about how cold it is. Not me. <laughs> But yeah, so you were you were just telling me that you've been a while since it's been since uh, you've been out here. About thirteen years. Mm-hmm. When the last time we came was when my oldest was seven and she's now twenty and part of the fort, so it's pretty neat to see that. Now you're also involved with our friends group, the Old Guard. Uh, yes, I'm the treasurer and secretary. Awesome. Yeah, that's been it's been a lot of fun. So what encouraged you to become part of the Old Guard and become more involved in this site? So uh, I got, I recently was hired, well, it's been about a year, um, to the Santa Fe Trail Association. I'm the office admin and made some connections and the opening came available to be a treasurer and they said, would you like it? And I said, sure, that's pretty exciting. So that's ended up bringing in my oldest, so that's how she was involved in being a reenactor so it's been a lot of been a lot of fun trying to get the other children involved and (laughs) it's been a little too hot so no one thing that we often hear from a lot of people in the area is they're like oh i've lived here for x amount of years and have never visited and so not that i'm trying to say how dare you or anything like that but what uh sort of well i think our lives get too busy and we we don't bother to look into our history. Turns So recently I found out, uh, I'm from Cimarron, Kansas, recently found out my house is like a block down where the Cimarron Ranch used to be at the Cimarron Crossing Park. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm literally a stone's throw away from it. So that was totally exciting when I came across that because um, I'm helping design the rest of the Santa Fe Trail Association website page. And so I was adding things on there, and I was like, no way. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I had no idea. So I think it's, you know, us parents need to be a little more vocal about our history and getting our children out there and checking it out. So And seeing what's in our own backyards. And Yeah, definitely. And I've seen that, uh, although it's a, a drawback with the higher gas prices, it impacts visitation park service-wide. But what I've noticed is it... Uh, more and more in the last couple of years, we've seen more and more local people because they're looking for things in their own backyard, things that yeah. don't take... Get out there and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, to go see the ruts, that's, I mean, that's free. Today is free. So sure. Yeah. Check it out. That's, that's what's wonderful about having a, a fee-free site is... <sighs> yeah. Definitely nowadays. Uh, we'll get people coming in. They're like, how much do I have to pay? And it's like, absolutely nothing. Well, you could visit the gift shop if yeah. you want to <laughs> spend a little money and get a souvenir. But yeah, that's pretty neat. I think we've honestly been pretty fortunate to get so many locals in. I think a big thing with that, you have like Kansas Kid Fitness Day. So we get a lot of third graders in and I helped out with some third graders this year. And I was able to give them a talk because they were talking about the fort for a while. So they came out and they're like, oh my gosh. It's Carter. Look, he's even dressed too. So I'm out there holding a camera, dressed as a soldier. I guess a bunch of them had like gone home and told their families about it. And it was unfortunate because it was on days that I was off, but they came in with their family and came and came through the fort. I know one of them did a junior ranger program because he told me about it. So it's really cool that being able to get to the kids and get them interested in stuff like this. And then that kind of gets the whole family drawn in. 
Well, in the Fort Larned, the the old guard has a program to where they'll reimburse mm-hmm. schools that bring their kids and yeah. they attend, they'll reimburse their gas. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, working with school groups, it's it's fun to see the passion in, in some of the kids. Uh, usually there's one or two kids that you almost have to say, hold your questions till later. Well, <laughs> I, I love answering questions, but sometimes you get, you, like, we got a schedule to keep. So, so obviously um, your oldest doing stuff out here brought you out. Um, yeah. Do you think you'd be coming out regardless? She asked me if I would, I would be part of the kitchen staff. <laughs> and uh, at the moment, in the heat, no. But if in the winter, I think that'd be kind of fun. It's been a lot of, uh, it's been eye-opening to walk through and see some of the, the buildings. But have you guys in here definitely gives it a new perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm better behind the scenes. I don't yeah. like a lot of attention, so yeah. I'll take pictures and stuff. Now, from a visitor's perspective, uh, as someone who's grown up in the area and, and right down the road, what does a resource like Fort Learning mean to you? So I, I also do a little bit of a genealogy. That's, it's also helped because a lot of our ancestors are from the area. One of, our, the, one of the founding fathers from Pawnee Rock is... Um, Great, great grandfather, great, great, great grandfather, whatever it is. But yes, so we are tied to the area. So to come out and look at the fort and know some of my ancestors were involved is is pretty neat, and it's it's nice to have that tie to the community, especially something as cool as this. And and to know that they saw these yeah, it's these buildings and all that. Possibly a soldier and. Well, we thank you for coming on and sharing your perspective, and thank you for your work that you do behind the scenes for the fort and. Uh, I hope to see you out here more and more. Sure, sounds good. And here we have uh, Isaac and Mary from Kansas. And they're visiting for our Labor Day weekend. And Isaac is working on his Junior Ranger book right now. How are you guys doing today? Great, thank you. Good. How's the Junior Ranger program coming along? Um, pretty good, but I, st- I still haven't finished the entire book yet. So Working on it. I have some work to do. Nice. Have you done any other Junior Ranger programs? 23, 24. Nice. That's a lot more than I have. (laughs) So in taking a look at Fort Larned and hearing from both of you, uh, especially as you're looking through the Junior Ranger program, what are your thoughts on Fort Larned? What what did you think when you first got here, and what do you think after you explored a little bit? Well, I didn't think too too much about it. I just thought, oh, it was going to be like some buildings with beds and plasters in it, but when I got here, I found it was much more. Yeah. I like the sound of that. I'm impressed with overall the historical accuracy and how the, the buildings and the rooms are set up to really see what it would have looked like in the period that the fort was active and operating. Mm-hmm. Me too. No, the, the goal that we have uh, is to sort of represent what the fort looked like as if the army just left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just left everything here. Of course, over the years, uh, with it becoming a ranch and things like that, things changed, so we had to bring it back mm-hmm. uh, to what it looks like today. But, but yeah, being able to represent what it looked like when the, when the Army was here is, is really our goal. So what, what has been your favorite part of the Junior Ranger program so far? I liked the one where you, ha- where you have the word key that you need to solve. That is a little That's fun. Pretty good it's got a, got a little story with it too, right? Now, have you guys been here before? Or is this your first time here? For me, this is my first time. Same. Uh, so what, what motivated you to come this weekend and, and check this out? 
Um, well, my school has a three-day weekend, so we have plenty of time to get <laughs> to lots of to get to lots of different places. And um, the fact that we, as a family, love coming to national parks and historic sites and places like that. Yeah, we're national parks travelers. Over a three-day weekend, we realized we haven't really done the Kansas, the local parks. We've done mm-hmm. Tallgrass Prairie, but we haven't done the historic sites. And so we just wanted to take a weekend and kind of tour the western Kansas sites. Spend some time as a family together on the long weekend. Yeah. yeah. And you picked a, a fantastic weekend to do it with yeah. all the events and or living hist- historians that we have here. And I even have the um, Junior Ranger National Park Geek um, oh, patch. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And we got to see the artillery um, being let off, and we got to hear about women... Um, on the in the fort, and so we we did we we got to see a lot of cool stuff today. Glad you're taking advantage of our programs, and with how much you guys have learned today, do you think you'll come back out here again? Yes. Yeah. Very much yes. I like mm-hmm. the sound of that. I think I'm we'd sure like to come out with his grandparents. His grandfather is uh, um, retired from the army, and I think he would really enjoy it. We hope to see you guys back out here again sometime. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any questions for us? How long have you been making podcasts? So this is actually our first season of the of the podcast. We have one episode out right now, uh, but we're working on season one, which is going to focus on Fort Leonard's past, present, and future. And we're going to have two episodes each uh, for each little tidbit. So we'll have two episodes on the past, two episodes on the present, and two episodes on the future. And then uh, this episode that we're recording now is a bonus episode, sort of bringing that all together uh, and getting the the visitors and volunteers perspective Uh, we've heard from a couple of our volunteers today now a couple of our visitors and some others that that work behind the scenes to help the fort too so uh, we're looking to tell a more complete story of of the fort and we're hoping that uh, through the podcast that we can we can do that so uh, this is a little bit of a new venture adventure for us but uh, we're hoping we can continue this, and we're hoping this will air uh, March of 2024. Uh, so it'll be the last episode of the season. I had a question for you since you're Absolutely. a ranger. Yeah. Um, I know that you know our understanding is as a ranger, you can make choices about where you go and why you want to be a ranger at a specific site. So what made you choose this site? So uh, it was a bit of chance. Uh, so I've always wanted to work for the Park Service. Uh, and the advice that was given to me early on was take the first p- permanent position that's offered to you because you don't know when the next one's going to come. And it just so happened that this was the first permanent position offered to me. So uh, I accepted it, and that was in 2019, so I've been here ever since. Uh, I fell in love with the story, with the people here, and, and everything that we have in this amazing resource. And so it was by, it wasn't, I want to go to Fort Learned, but uh, I want to work for the Park Service, mm-hmm. and then... Um, and once I got here, I really fell in love with, with everything here. Well, thank you for coming in today. Thank you for doing the Junior Ranger program. And thank you for adding your two cents to uh, the perspective here. And we hope to see you back here again. Thank you for inviting us to be on your podcast. Oh, no certainly. Problem. Thank you. All right. We want to say thank you for listening to this episode today to all of our listeners and supporters. It was a really, really good episode today. It was. I really enjoyed it. Now, be sure to check out our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website. We have a lot of great resources for you on there as well. And if you already follow us or if you are just now following us, make sure to also give a follow 
to Tallgrass Prairie National Preserve. Another one of the national parks in Kansas. Uh, they also have some great content, and they have some great, uh, they're a national preserve, but they're also a historic site as well. We want to thank you again for taking a listen to this episode, and we hope you have a great day. And we'll see you next time on Footsteps, the Fort Lauderdale National Historic Site Podcast. Mm-hmm.